Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1104. You Can't Shame Yourself into Health and Hotness, part two, by Jesse Neeland with markfisherfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey there, happy Wednesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors, and always with permission from the sites, and with a little bit of my commentary at the end. Now, it's the middle of the week, and like I do every Wednesday, I want to give you a little bit of inspiration. So, as you listen to these episodes, and really, any of the old podcast family of shows, instead of asking yourself, why should I bother trying any of these things? Ask yourself, why not? Now, today's post is part two from yesterday. So if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 1103. But if you're all caught up, let's keep this intro nice and short and hear part two as we continue optimizing your life. You Can't Shame Yourself into Health and Hotness, Part 2, by Jesse Neeland with markfisherfitness.com. Starting out. Unfortunately, many people in our body-obsessed society only think to begin a health or fitness program because they feel insecure or negative about their bodies. Women, and increasingly men, are especially vulnerable to suffering from negative body image, which means they often approach food, fitness, and other health habits as a way to fix their flaws, or lose enough weight to finally be acceptable. With endlessly layered and conflicting beauty and body standards, along with increasing pressure to look flawless, our society encourages us to see certain kinds of bodies, lean, fit, thin, muscular, as good, right, and worthy of love or attention, while other bodies, pretty much everything else, as bad, gross, wrong, and unworthy. So is it any wonder that when your average Joe or Jane takes up a new health or fitness program, they're coming at it from a place of fear, shame, negativity, and a desire to fix what's wrong with them? 
it's easy to see why so many people fail to reach their long-term goals, think they hate exercise, have disordered relationships with food, and generally blame themselves for not having enough willpower. An alternative. How would your relationship to health, fitness, and nutrition shift if you moved away from shame-based motivation and moved toward acceptance and self-compassion? While this isn't something that will be changed overnight, in fact, this may take years of work if you've been deeply entrenched in shame your whole life, but here are a few places to start. One, focus on how you feel instead of how you look. Instead of spending your mental energy on what you want to change externally about your body, focus your attention on how you feel inside and how you want to feel instead. Then, pay attention to how you feel as you make changes and how you feel after making each change for a few weeks. How do you feel when you go for a 20-minute walk every day? How do you feel when you don't? Tune inward to the immediate changes in how you feel with each behavior instead of outward to things like weight, size, or appearance. Two, dismantle the hierarchy of bodies. A lot of the shame we feel about our bodies comes from old, deep beliefs about which bodies are good or desirable and which are bad or undesirable. I call this the hierarchy of bodies. Marketers and advertisers capitalize on and even create this hierarchy in order to make money, so it can seem more like fact than opinion. But think about other eras of history. Fat, pale, small-breasted, and even hairy women have all been the height of beauty in different cultures and different times. Today's body hierarchy is all about prioritizing thin, lean, fit bodies. But those bodies are not objectively better than any other kind of bodies. Start to challenge your thoughts and beliefs about which bodies are good and which are bad by asking where you learned them and if they're really true. Three, uncouple health from thinness and leanness. Many people assume that getting healthier means losing weight and that if you're losing weight, you must be getting healthier. This is not true. Health doesn't look any particular way and it does us all a disservice to assume that lean or thin is healthier than average or fat because not only does it reinforce the hierarchy of bodies, meaning some bodies are acceptable and some are not, it also puts our focus on external feedback like size, weight, and numbers instead of how you feel. Get educated about the fat bias and fat phobia that are so common in our culture by reading books like Health at Every Size, Intuitive Eating, or Body of Truth to help yourself uncouple these two unrelated concepts. Four, change your self-talk. Pay attention to when you say unkind or shaming things to yourself about your body, your character, or your habits. Would you say something like that to your best friend or a child? If not, then why are you saying it to yourself? Bring awareness to these negative self-talk messages and interrupt them with something neutral or positive. If you're not ready to replace my body is so gross with my body is beautiful and amazing, that's okay, don't force it. Try replacing it with something neutral, like, my body gets me where I need to go, or, it's okay for me to look like this. Instead of focusing on what's wrong with us, we have to start focusing on what's right about us, refusing to buy into the narrative that some bodies are good and some are bad, and offering ourselves the same kind of compassion, kindness, and understanding that we offer everyone else. If you do this, you might discover that you naturally want to eat more nutritious food, move your body more, get more sleep, drink more water, 
or otherwise take better care of yourself. All because you know that both you and your body are worthy of love, care, and respect, and that you deserve to thrive and feel your best. You just listened to part two of the post titled, You Can't Shame Yourself into Health and Hotness by Jesse Neeland with markfisherfitness.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been wrestling with the idea of, should I throw my mask away? But I just wore it for about an hour. And I don't think reusing an N95 mask is a good idea. This is where Castle Grade comes in. Their masks are not only reusable, but they're also easy to clean, won't fog your glasses, and made of soft silicone that doesn't leave marks on your face. Most importantly, they allow you to breathe easier, unlike regular cloth masks that wrap directly over your mouth. Castle Grade was created by Dan Castle, who's been a managing director for Martha Stewart's brand. Their N95 masks are FDA registered, and you can wash them as often as you need in a dishwasher. Castle Grade is truly the maker of the last mask you'll ever buy. To get masks for your family, just visit castlegrade.com and enter discount code OHD at checkout for 10% off your first order. That's castlegrade.com and use code OHD at checkout for 10% off. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. So much of what Jesse discussed can be put into practice with one simple tool. You're not gonna be thrilled about it, but hear me out. Keep a journal. Jesse recommended that we ask ourselves how we feel after we finish that 20-minute walk versus how we feel when we skip it. Keep those notes in a journal. Let's say after listening to this podcast, or again, any of the shows in the OLD family of podcasts, and you're motivated to try some of the things we discussed, whether it's improving your relationships, regaining control over your finances, or walking more often. Keep a log of your progress. Say you've planned out your meals for the upcoming week and you've mapped out which days you're going to spend some time walking outside. Write it down. Use a calendar and put it on the refrigerator. Now, the week may go really smoothly or unexpected events may come up and things may not pan out as you'd hoped. Either way, keep track of what happened. If it went well, awesome. Put a smiley face or a check mark on the days when that happened. Make a note of how you felt when that happened. Now, if you missed your walk or instead of cooking at home, you had to grab a meal on the run, make a note of that too. And again, write down how that made you feel. 
Study after study have found that simply writing these things down can help you stay on track towards meeting your goals. And even if you go off track a bit, keeping a journal can help you get right back on it. All right, that'll do it from me for today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.